welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. You've heard the news, right? Ah, so exciting. Mobile Tech Expo Orlando 2021 is now officially open. If you have heard the episode with Sheldon announcing that Mobile Tech Orlando is going to go and gives you some of the layout. Now, here's what's cool about that episode. And what you'll find out at the end of this episode is a special discount code for you. So grab that discount code. Don't wait. Go sign up today because you might not be able to get in. Now, one of the things you can do in order to ensure that you're on stage with us at Mobile Tech Orlando, go follow the Instagram page at Pints Polishing Podcast. More info to be released. Hey, enjoy this episode. Right now in our series of helping young detailers, we are in the middle of a discussion, a couple more episodes to go, but we are in the discussion of finances. Finances are the biggest effector of our business. It's not the skill set that you have that's gonna define your business of polishing paint or the skill set of scrubbing carpets or how well you take a photo, right? Those skill sets are not nearly nearly beneficial as the skill set of managing your money, managing finances. How do you bring money in? What do you do with it once it's there? How quickly do you send it out? How many different ways can you wash it on its way out? Right? Yeah. Uh, So there's, there's a lot of different theories to finances. We're having a discussion through helping young detailers and learning through our finances. So today's discussion, we want to dive into the D word. Which one is that? Well, it's debt. Yeah. So debt is a, uh, well, it can be for many of us, it could be the nail in the coffin and, or it could be the opportunity that we've always wanted. So uh, I'll go ahead and lead out with my story, Nick. Uh, You know, it'd be cool to hear each other's stories of how we've associated with debt. So I'll lead out with my story. My story with debt starts at a very young age where my mom and dad had me put my money into envelopes. Uh, Some of that was to save, some of it was to set out, uh, okay, if you're gonna have entertainment, if you're gonna have this, however, whatever it is that you need out of your life, set stuff out into envelopes so you can divide out what you wanna use your money for. Um, Well, my parents also later got into a lot of financial debt with credit cards. They lived off of credit cards, trying to run their business and run their lifestyle with two kids. Uh, I learned that debt for me was bad. Um, I got out of college, fortunately uh, didn't have any debt going out of college, Uh, was an athlete, took some scholarship money, worked full-time, well, part-time and full-time, depends on where it was going, and took... uh, anywhere from 12 to 18 hours, depending on the workload. And my dad also worked a night job to help pay for school and my mom worked. So, you know, they invested heavily into that. I got out of school with no debt, which was very nice. 
and uh, needed to actually start buying some stuff. Well, Nick, if, if you've never had any debt, you have, do you have experience? I mean, my experience with trying to get a credit card so I can at least buy something was horrific. So what they told me to do was go get a clothing card. Super easy to walk into. Yeah, clothing that, was the, that was the big thing back, back in the day. Yep. So I walked into Gap. That's what I love yep. to buy. Gap, Structure, Gap. all those companies. Yeah. I got me a nice little uh, card from Gap. Whoop. Whoop. Went back another time. Oh yeah. I like that one. I got that statement. I went, Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I could pay a little bit on it. No worries. Paid some down, got that next one and went, Oh, wait, that, Oh, that's what Okay. So I borrow, I didn't get, okay. So those clothes, wait, hold on a second. I owe how much now on those clothes. And that t-shirt got real expensive. <laughs> t-shirt got really, really expensive, man. Um, and so as I've got into business later, I did take out a $4,000 loan from the bank to go get a power washer, put it on a trailer, um, paid the guy to do the, that work. It all went towards that. And, and I started my business in the, in the whole $4,000, but that's all I had. Cause I, I mean, I, I didn't have the cash uh, at that time, what I was working, what I was getting paid. I didn't have $4,000 to do it. So I had to borrow the bank gave me a loan. I had to borrow the money to go into business. Now coming through business, I've done every single thing I can to not carry debt. Um, except right. If I bought a van, bought a vehicle, I didn't pay cash down on it, but then I paid it off as quickly as I could. So the business didn't operate with any debt. All of the chemicals that we buy, all the stuff that we buy to sell and to repurpose, we buy or, I deal still use a credit card and then I pay that credit card off every month so that the business operationally doesn't have any debt. So that's no. the way I have developed our business. Now, when you do it that way, you're only developing off of income. So any of your next projects, any of your next things that you want to do, you want to bring on a new team member, you want to bring on a new vehicle, you want yep. to, whatever it is that you want to grow your detailing business out of, if you're only operating out of income, then, hey, your growth is only, uh, your growth can only happen based on the amount of income that you have coming in. So yep. your next steps are always guided based off your previous month's income, uh, which can create good times. But if you go into sessions like this, where income start going down, many people are seeing a slowdown, uh, well, then how quickly can you keep growing? That's, that becomes one of the big questions for a lot of guys seeing opportunity right now, wanting to step out into the marketplace further, but some of the slowdown is causing. So do they go get into debt? Do they not? A lot of those questions start being raised. So I think it's a great discussion. Nick, what has been your journey over the past yeah. uh, years in business with debt? Yeah. So my, mine, mine was the same as yours. You know, what, what really turned me off to debt was a car payment. Uh, I bought a really expensive car at a young age and well, I bought an F two fifty diesel uh, truck because well, at the time I was living in a place that had winter, um, you know, it was just the nicest thing ever. You know, it was full package. It was everything, but boy, those payments got real. I mean, quickly. At a young age, by the way, the insurance was outrageous. 
I mean, that, that, that thing was costing me an arm and a leg. And I just was like, I'm just not going to do this again. Like this is, there's got to be a better way. Like, this is crazy. Like all, all my money is going into something. I don't really give that much. I don't care that much about. And so uh, I did the credit card thing. You know, I, I had, you know, sort of like you, you know, back in the day, there was a thought about credit cards, get a credit card, pay it off, you know, get a gas card, pay it off. Well, you know, when you're young, you just don't pay things off. You just kind of do some, you know, you go out, you party, half the money's gone, you're, you know, you just do dumb shit. So, um, you know, for me, that was, that was, those were my lessons, no different than anybody else. I mean, that, that's the thing now, everybody thinks everything's unique to them. You know, that's the new, that's the new culture of, of the world is, oh, well, you don't understand. No, we understand. I did it. I mean, <laughs> I totally understand it. You understand it. Like, it's just dumb shit you do. Um, and that's why we told young detailers, if you go back to the beginning of this, hey, take, get to $5,000, then start your business. You know, see if you can save five grand, work your ass off, save five grand and go and start your business with that $5,000. There's a reason we tell you that it makes things easier. Uh, by the time I started my business, I had already had enough financial wherewithal to not do anything with debt. Uh, bought a very, very cheap truck, cash, uh, cheap equipment, that kind of thing. Um, and just got myself rolling. You know, I already had a couple polishers and stuff because I had been detailing, you know, uh, myself anyway. Uh, nothing great, though. I, don't, I had a DeWalt uh, rotary polisher. It's not like I have like the craziest stuff in the world. I mean, it, it was a couple hundred dollars. Um, you know, and, and I just got my journey started. And, and to this day, Vegas Rides has never taken on debt. Uh, we do get terms with vendors, though. So like if I buy chemicals here locally, I get 45 days on the chemicals to pay. Uh, you know, it's not, it is technically debt, but it's not really debt because we pay it at the end of every month uh, or at the end of every 45 days. We also, for safety of the business, operate with a business credit card uh, that gets paid off at the end of every month for two reasons operating with 30 day or 45 day terms allows your business some breathing room when you're the size that we are. Um, and I do need that, you know, every business that can, that can get breathing room through these simplistic things should have breathing room. When we talk about cash versus debt, I think that's the real discussion we want to get into. So many people think there's a right and there's a wrong. Like I'll give you an example. If you listen to Dave Ramsey, you think that Dave Ramsey has no debt in his life. Um, he says a lot of great things. I got no problem with Dave Ramsey. Let me give you a fact. He's got a $220 million headquarter. He didn't pay cash for it. You can think what you want. Okay. He doesn't have 220 million liquid today. Okay. After all of his success. So he certainly didn't have enough to buy a $220 million headquarter. So this goes back to talking to young detailers about brands. Hey man, some stuff is just marketing and fluff. Some stuff is just what they say. Now, if he wants to prove me wrong and say, hey, I, I laid out $220 million for this headquarters, I'd be happy to see it. But I know he's been asked for it before and never shown it to anybody. So uh, people listen to guys like that and they take it like religiously. Like there's no reason to ever have debt. Well, Dave Ramsey tells you to get debt on a, on a home. So there is, there is reasons. Uh, you know, what we want to discuss for the young business owner is – should you take out debt for simplistic things? Should you take out debt for bigger things? Like where does cash and debt, where do we draw that line and how can we make better decisions 
and not be these people that have this really one track mind and say, this is right and this is wrong because that just limits your business. Have I operated my business on cash? The answer is yes, but I'm not, I'm not against debt. If I have the right opportunity, I'll use debt. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. So Marty, maybe you can start out with, uh, you know, some of the ideas of cash versus debt. You know, what should you buy? What shouldn't you buy? What, what's it look like? I mean, our stories are similar. We all make a mistake with debt and then we, we either learn from it, we double down on it. So let's go into business-wise cash versus debt. I, I think an, uh, a great question to, to us toss back and forth to each other is what type of equipment should I get yeah. Right. If we're thinking debt and thinking cash, now we it's we can have a brand discussion. It's not so much about brand discussion. Let's talk about power washers. That's non that's non sentimental for detailers, right? Yeah, we got generators. Let's talk about generators because I've gotten fifteen conversations. People asking me about generators, so there'd be a perfect. Nobody cares about them. You know, they're just yeah. they're just a tool. Yeah, that, I thought of power washer because I saw a post a second ago. Somebody you know with a, a Krenzel uh power washer and you know hey they got the cat or the you know they got the the top of the line yeah you know that's good awesome uh, or or if you um are generators uh honda i think was what you you know yeah is one of the top brands right for generators isn't it yeah and a lot of detailers get caught up um look i had honda for years in my business um, i still have honda engines on my pressure washer uh, and then different pumps, you know, I don't, we can't, we do too much work to use electric. So we use gas pressure washer. But if you look at the generator question, you still have to start asking a question when Honda wants three grand for, for a generator. Okay, I can buy a really reliable generator for seven to eight to 900 bucks. I can buy three of those before I ever even buy the Honda. Um, right. So here's so, the question. Yeah, I mean, do you have to draw a line? Well, for me, I did have to draw a line yeah. because I couldn't, when, when I started out with Honda, they were the seven or $800 pressure or uh, generator. You know, they were a thousand bucks and it's like, Hey, a thousand bucks. It'll last a long time. Now they're 3000 bucks and they last the same amount of time. And actually they're having more problems now than ever. I had two Honda generators that had more problems than, than some of the other generators. And they were always in service. And I just heard from another gentleman on email. He, he's, he, he's having issues with his Honda generator. It's in service. And, it, and I'm like, hey, you do have to draw a line here. Like, don't get knocked in the head for something that doesn't work. But here's the ultimate question. We hear of guys taking debt out to buy a generator and buy a pressure washer. Now, you yeah. shared your story. But let's be clear, with the brains you have now, with the experience you have now, you wouldn't have taken that bank loan for the simple things to start your business because you would now look at it as, hey, if I can't afford those simple things to get started, maybe I should just wait a minute where I can kind of get myself rolling here, save a few bucks. That's all hindsight. But let me tell the young guy starting today, you shouldn't use credit or massive amounts of credit to buy chemicals to buy pressure washers in your business, to buy generators in your business, to do those types of things. Those are simple purchases that your business should be profitable enough to, to absorb very quickly. Okay. That's the bottom line. That is the, 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 the same as consumer debt. Okay. If, if you look at those purchases, Marty, we've all heard the horror stories. Somebody's $30,000 in credit card debt in their, in their home and it's groceries and it's shoes and it's basic necessities. 
the problem is that means you're not earning enough or you're spending your money improperly. And those basic needs in your life should not be where you spend credit. The same goes for your business. The basic needs of your business should not be this massive credit bubble on your business. Okay. It doesn't, it shouldn't have to be. Okay. The same goes for your home. It goes for your business. Buying a home with credit, an asset that's going to go up, an asset that's going to allow you a better lifestyle later on, a home is a great reason to use credit. Buying your groceries is a really poor reason to use a credit card. In your business, if you want to make a big, big, big purchase to better your business, make your business bigger, make your business more, uh, more create more wealth in your business, it's perfectly okay to take debt to buy some chemicals off the internet or to buy chemicals down the street and you have to use credit, those two things, you got to see the difference. And this is where the, the conversation gets a little bit gray for guys. Yeah. So, so I think we talked about doing a, uh, you know, what you should and what you shouldn't do in a sense, uh, reality, which sure. is what you just said, consumer debt versus purchasing debt to, I think your word is to leverage, right? Yep. So, so some of the things that detailers struggle to make decisions on, or maybe not struggle, just some of the decisions that they have to make that yeah. are, you know, do I buy X, Y, and Z versus A, B, and C? I want to ask you this question. I'll answer it myself. In theory, just the way your mind thinks, it's not necessarily even just detailing. It could be life in general. Yeah. You got four items to choose from. And how do you pick it out on, on price? Do you, do you always go with the top one? Do you go with one of the middle ones? Do you always go with the low one? What do you, or maybe you go, Hey, I don't have any, I don't have any set way of doing it. I can go all over the board. Yeah. I'm, I'm a researcher. You know, I, I I'm going to try to find what best, best fits our life. I am definitely not going to try to find a deal. I'm not trying to find a deal on a couch. I'm not trying to find a deal on lighting for my home or, you know, buy the cheapest truck I, I can find in the world. I realize that, that everything is going to be where it fits for my life at the moment. Same with my business. Where do things fit as I sit today? And if I make this purchase, does it affect tomorrow in a great way? Um, I don't want to have a purchase on my back that, that screws my life or my business up. So I'm very, very cognizant of, I want to buy quality. So where I sit is, is I ask my customers to buy from our company because we're, we charge a quality price and do a quality job. So I think the only right thing is, is for me to operate my personal life that way. I don't buy a whole bunch of widgets on Amazon. I don't buy a whole bunch of cheap shit. I just don't do that. If I buy a pair of shoes, I'm going to buy a nice pair of shoes. I'm going to make sure that they last. And if they don't last, I'm never going to buy from that brand again. I'm going to say, hey, look, I spent the money. I tried to do the right thing. It didn't work out. I don't call them. I don't bitch. I don't moan. Hey, I'll take this loss on the chin. I move on. I'm the perfect customer for brands because I don't call and complain. I don't send emails to complain. I don't ask for my money back. It's just a learning experience. I move on with my life. Um, but I find if you try to find, deal with quality companies or quality people, you're not asking for your money back and you're usually living a pretty happy life. Uh, so where I fall out is I probably buy the upper end but that doesn't mean I always buy the most expensive on the upper end. Honda would be right. a perfect example. I just told you. I bought Honda generators for years. They were the top of the top. Their prices got out of whack. I, could, I, I couldn't keep putting, you know, 
on five trucks, I couldn't put $15,000 worth of generators on five trucks. I mean, it, it just didn't work. So generally speaking, you got four options, four being the highest price, four, three, two, one, where do you fall? Uh, I'm going to be in the three and the four. I'm going to be, I'm going to be on the higher side of the market, but only if it makes sense. You know, not everything in life makes sense buying the most expensive or buying the higher end. Um, you know, again, you can get a really great car for $25,000. You know, we have a new baby, you know, you, you brought that up. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Our car purchasing is going to be different. I love really fast cars. I've, I've told you of my exploits in fast cars. That's over. For, for right now, I, I need to be responsible. I can buy a really nice car for $100,000, but I also can buy a really nice car for $25,000. If I had the hundred grand to spend, then I'm going to spend the hundred grand. It's just not what we're going to do today. I may be somewhere in the middle, but I think what people need to understand is I think it's a decision in the moment, but you don't, you should always buy the most quality thing you can afford in the moment. And too many people try to find the cheapest and it burns them time and again, you know, buy quality. I'm telling you, it's going to work out. So I would be in the three and the four, some things four, some things three. That's, that's where I would fall out. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm probably more in that two to three. So uh, without throwing Rupes necessarily in discussion, but that's a big, massive one for me from, you know, we talked about earlier where you're going to have to invest a high, you know, for, for our industry, it's one of the highest price polishers on the market. You know, it would be that number four. I flex, I bought, I thought it generated more for me in the style that I did, but it was also still a little bit higher price. I would put that in that three, right? That's, that's why I went with it. I went to flex, use it for a long time. I, I needed at a point in time needed to, you know, not necessarily always be doing that forced rotation, that heavy cunning problem with flex 3401. It's not always the best as you know, it's why they came out with a finisher later, yep. you know, anyway, we're not going in that. I needed to have another tool that could do something a little different, right? So when it came time to buy that tool, did I go back to a high price or did I look at other tools in the market that, hey, let's say I bought it for 200 instead of 600. Let's say it goes out and I have to get a whole nother one in six months. Well, I'm still at only 400 versus six. I'm still ahead of the curve. Now, some people would go, yeah, but you're going to be another six months. You know, you eventually catch up to that six. I don't know. When I buy tires, right? I don't buy brand new tires. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. I, I go high end on tires. I'll be your first to admit. Okay. I, get, I like, I get to, I, I like yeah. to go too fast. I, can't, I, I, I get it. I got to have. I don't. I but cruise here, here. in a Jeep. I cruise in like, so I, now the Jeep, I did buy brand new tires because I bought brand new rims for it. It was the sure. first time I'd ever done anything, you know. So I was like, fuck it. I'm getting rims and tires. <laughs> Boom. But uh, truck van, any other vehicle that I've done, I always go down to the used tire store, you know, the little Mexican store down there. Just sorry, this is the way it is. Usually tire centers are run, just here. That's the way it is. So that wasn't a negative comment. It's just here in Tulsa, if you're going to go buy used tires, there's a place that you go and it's always Latinos, right? So it is what it is. Yeah. Um, go down, get a really great deal. Those tires last me for a couple of years. I spend 40 bucks a tire versus 400 versus 200 versus I've said at tire shops and they've gone, well, I can sell you this one of this and it's going to last your X. 
I go, listen, I could buy three of those used down there and I'm still ahead of the curve. So that's just sort of the way my mind has always gone. I'm going to go with that two to three. I want not the one to two where I get no quality, but I want decent quality that I'm not really spending much for. Okay. Yeah, no. And, and, and look, that's, that's okay. But, you know, to get back to the conversation, you know, and where this, this is really headed is when is it acceptable to use the debt? Okay. Because what we just talked about is, Hey, if I buy quality, I may have to use debt wrong. You shouldn't have to use debt to make any of these purchases that we were just talking about. Let's make it simplistic for guys on when you should use debt. And it's a very simplistic thing to think about. Marty, you're in Tulsa. You're a mobile detailer. Business is going well. You're like, Hey, I, I've spent my five years. I got a nice client base, but Johnny's shop down the street has been in business for 20 years and they're killing it. They've been killing it for a long time. He wants to retire. He's out. He doesn't want to do detailing anymore. His business just went on the market. Okay. Great shop. Biggest shop in your area. It's a shop you'd love to own. Great location. Everything he does is just quality. And you're like, you know, what a great business that would be. I'm five years in. They come out, you find out the business costs $250,000 to buy. <laughs> well, five years as a detailer, you've worked your tail off, but you don't have 250 cash to buy that. Guess what I could do though? I could look at their financials, go to the bank, go to the SBA, go to whoever, and get a nice reasonable interest rate on a business loan and purchase his business. His business makes a lot of money. I can now go to the next level. Not only can I go to the next level, I'm jumping a whole bunch of levels. That is a reason to use debt. You're purchasing an asset. You're purchasing a, a brand that has 20 years in the market. You're purchasing a client base you're not going to maybe ever have access to ever because this business has them locked down. And now your lifestyle goes from five-year mobile guy on his own to five bays in the shop and always busy. You got enough years in, you want to take the risk, take the risk. That's a perfect reason to have debt. You're so purchasing me, an asset. So for me, that's what I, that's in a sense was my journey, right? So three years into detailing, I, then go chat with customers and well we opened up a 1.6 million dollar detailing facility that also had a car wash on it sure perfect I'll throw that in at the end right because most detailers don't even want to talk about a fucking car wash but hey whatever yeah. we cleaned a lot of cars and it was a lot of fun uh so i i mean i signed my name right on that right i took yeah. out a loan to invest in so i yeah, you're right. Those those big things that you can't go do. Now, you got to also understand the risk involved with that debt. Yep. Okay? Let's uh, let's so, let's understand the risk. So the risk when you take on a massive amount of debt is bankruptcy. Plain and simple. Let's just use the word. I know people don't like to use the word. I know people don't like to say it. I know people don't like to understand it. But the bottom line is when you take out debt and things don't go as planned, the final nail in the coffin could be bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
That doesn't mean the end of your life, by the way. That doesn't mean that, that you're not going to be successful ever again. A lot of really successful people in America have filed for bankruptcy multiple times. Some of them. Dave Ramsey, I think, is one of them. Yeah, Dave Ramsey. You know, there you go. Mr. Finances himself. So I would say this to people. If you can lever up, you know, leverage up and change your life and do so in a responsible manner and pay the right price and make sure you can make the payments on the debt through the business and all of this other stuff, man, that's a great opportunity. And this is why I hate the black and white conversation about debt or cash. I hate when people get dogmatic and religious about this stuff because nothing in this world is black and white like that, especially when it comes to your business. If somebody says, hey, I got a detail shop that makes a million dollars a month and you know, all you got to do is borrow to get it, I'm going to find out how to borrow to get it. Like, I'm going to do that tomorrow. But here's where you start. If you're struggling to run your business with cash, debt is never going to be smart. If you struggle month to month, you know, Marty, you're in the chemical business. You tell me stories of people calling you asking for free soap. Well, your soap is $25 for five gallons. It's not like you're charging $300 for, you know, an ounce of soap. You know, it's ridiculous that somebody's having that trouble, right? We understand it to an extent, but not to the other extent. It's like, hey, man, your business is off somewhere. So can you run your business debt-free? As soon as you can run your business debt-free, you understand your finances, you understand watching every dollar, you understand how to manage your budget and your business without debt. Hey, if you have an opportunity to leverage up and change your life, you got to really look at it. That doesn't mean you have to do it. I'm not telling you to do it. I'm saying do what, if you're going to take debt, don't take debt to buy a generator. Don't take debt to buy a pressure washer. Don't take a debt. Don't take debt to buy chemicals. Take debt to change your life. It changes your family's life to get into the real estate world, right? That's why you, that's why you borrow. You can make real estate a, mo- a lot of money in your life. Most millionaires in the country have made their money off their real estate. That's a smart reason as a consumer to have debt buying some Swiss cake rolls or some ho-hos at the, at the grocery store is not a great reason to have that. Okay. You've got to see the same in your business. It's not smart for basics in your business to be in debt, but if I can buy that really successful business and jump ahead five, 10, 15 years of my life, something I maybe never get by the way, but I can jump ahead. I can skip the line and all I got to do is borrow a little bit of money there is a real case to be made that you should do that. Uh, I think that's a great point. And I would say the reason why I've always done that two to three, right? Why I think that it's important for detailers to understand that concept is because majority of us might be in needing to do the two, but we're always going after that four. Sure. That's a good point. We think that we have to have the highest, the biggest, the best because we need to be a part of that group that shows that this, that shows this, that is, right? And that's not just in detailing. How many people are riding around in vehicles that they have no business even affording? That has nothing to do with detailing, right? So there's a lot of people just that have that concept that, hey, even though my income level, or even though I should be buying, or even though, and you could even say whatever, right? Even though I've got five other kids, why am I doing that, right? 
no matter what it is that you're choosing to do, why are you doing it? And if you could see yourself in the future needing or having the opportunity to do something that could level you up, why not have the patience to just get the two to three price point so that later you could just whammy the four whenever you want in a sense, yeah. right? Should yeah. I buy a polisher that's 200 bucks so that I can get uses out of it, make some money so that then later, if I choose to take the $600 polisher, I can just do it no problem, right? Yeah. That to me is how business and developing business and using smart financial sense will help you grow over the long term. Yeah. And again, you should be in a very different financial position about every five years of adulthood. You know, that's a pretty good rule of thumb. If you're 25 today and you got a thousand bucks in the bank, okay, and you've just been struggling, your goal should be at 30 to be in a vastly different position. Okay. Your goal at 30, uh, you met it. Okay. By the time I hit 35, I want to be here. The reason so much wealth lies with 30, 40, 50, 60 year olds is because they have a whole life of leveling up, a whole life of making more money, a whole life of better decisions. So we're speaking to the young guy. Don't buy into this, this or that. Okay. That's what I don't want guys that listen to us to ever think this versus that. Very rarely do we have the conversation of don't do this, do that. Okay. There's not, it's not that simple. And what happens is guys lose their critical thinking in business and it hurts them. So don't get into this. I got to pay cash for everything. No, you need to pay cash for the things that make sense to pay cash for. But if somebody comes and gives you a business deal and you got to borrow a little bit of money to change your life, my man, borrow the money. Okay. It, 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 life changing stuff comes up every so often for all of us. I've passed on massive business deals. I shared a business deal with you that I passed on that was massive, okay? It was a mistake to pass on it because I was rigidly thinking about not wanting to take the debt. This isn't me telling you that we don't screw this up or people that give you advice haven't screwed it up. Of course we've screwed it up. What I'm telling you is that, rigid, that rigidity of thinking about running your business on cash can really screw you up when opportunity knocks. So my final point is this, when you've successfully run your business on cash, when your personal life is under control financially and somebody offers you a crazy business deal and you may have to borrow some money, you need to take a look at it. If you make the decision that, hey, that's just not for me, no problem. If you take out the debt, no problem. There is no bad answer here, okay? Right. But realize that, that you may get opportunity where debt has to be a reality. Let, let's, let's, let's throw out maybe a little more practical than a, a big business deal, right? Okay. Uh, Maybe there's an opportunity to go get a shop that um, I've been a mobile guy and the shop's going to be two grand a month. Yep. Well, I'm, I'm not used to paying two grand a month for rent expenses, you yep. know, or, Hey, I can, I'm, I'm seeing there's this area that I can go. For instance, uh, I saw an opportunity in business uh, to set up a valet service at a mall. Yeah, right. Right. Uh, at that valet service, we're going to clean your car. We're going to have express yep. services as well as all the way up to full detail services. So I took an opportunity not to go buy a business, but to start 
a new sure. side of business. So there, there, yeah. there might be detailers that see opportunities. There, so there's a perfect, point, there's another, yeah, it's another example. You're right. Yeah, so at That's what point, example. what point is there a, is there a cap on money or is there a, at what, you know, what guidelines would you recommend on, on debt versus cash for just expanding your business further into maybe a, a new style or to new place, or maybe it's another vehicle, or maybe it's a, it's a new group of people, you know, maybe it's, Hey, I seen this golf course and yeah. I could see that we could clean a lot of cars there, but sure. I'm going to have to invest money. I'm going to have to invest people. I'm going to have to get this. I'm going to have to do all that stuff. Is that a debt or is that a cash? So for me, and this is the way I would look at that. I'm not, I'm not going to expand my business, you know, five times or eight times with those type of deals usually. Okay. Usually. What type? Like a like shop let's just use a... let's use the golf course example. Okay, because okay, this gets brought up all the time. I have a chance to land XYZ account. Uh, it's gonna take, you know, a twelve thousand dollar investment. Well, if you've been in business 10 years and you don't have twelve thousand dollars to go make that expansion, I think you've probably done a few things wrong. Okay. My, my two cents. I don't think I would go into debt personally. This is me. Okay. Now I'm going to give you my take of what I would do in my business. Unless it massively, and I would say massive to me is five, 10, 20 X my life in business. That's not, is not going to be a part of it. Now, if you're responsible with cash, you do have a different viewpoint on debt. You know, I try to be pretty responsible in my business. And so I may look at, you know, the, the $12,000 expansion into the golf course, like, hey, if we want to do that as a business, let's go do that. Like, let's, that can be done this afternoon. Okay. If you can't do simple expansions, like if you can't go get a lease at a built, you know, you set a shop. I'm going to have a shop. It's going to be 2000. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have $2,000 in rent. Usually what's going to happen is they're going to ask for first and last month and a security deposit. You're going to come out of pocket, getting some things done. Let's call it 10 grand. Okay. To get, get your shop set up. If you can't do that, should you be opening a shop? Probably not. At that point in time, I would tell you that, that, that to me is not big enough to change my life for me to go into debt. Okay. Now, Will I take a lease if I want to shop? Yeah, I'm not going to pay. I'm not going to, you know, argue that you shouldn't take a lease, but you know my position. If you take a lease on a shop within five years, you better own the shop. You better own the building. You better be making a long-term play on it. Otherwise, the shop, the shop model is a little bit silly um, in today's world uh, because you can do so much mobile and, you know what I mean? You really take, you really just, uh, commercial real estate's a whole different discussion. We'll, we're going to finish our financial conversation on the shop model next week. But the bottom line is if you're five, 10 years into business and you can't afford a 10 to $20,000 expense to expand your business, I think you've probably done, made some bad decisions and you just have to rectify those and maybe, you know, maybe come to terms with, Hey, I just made some bad decisions. I need to fix them. And then I can make this expansion when I fix them. My whole idea on debt is it better change my life. And getting into a shop doesn't normally change guys' lives in all honesty, the golf course deal is not going to change my life and business. It'd be a nice additive to my business. There's no reason not to do the deal, but when I'm talking about debt. I'm saying I got, I'm going to leverage up to make a real difference. And I would really look at existing businesses. 
because I think it's for everything that, that people think about business, one of the greatest ways to expand your business is purchasing other businesses. It's one of the most efficient ways to expand in your business. It's just flat out the facts. It's not, that's not an opinion. That's, that's economically the best thing you can do as a small business owner is just to purchase other, purchase other people's businesses. If you do it right, you can expand. I mean, you can be like five X by the time everybody else that started with you, they're still detailing two cars a day. You're, you're already on to 20, 30, 40, 50 cars a day. I mean, it's a real difference. I mean, you have Rob from on-spot detailing. If Rob's business came up for sale and I was in his area, would you borrow money for a guy that has a hundred team members and all these accounts and all that? I may never get to that level. Yeah, that's the kind of deal I'm going to do. I'm not going to do it for simple things of expanding my business. Simplistic things should be a part of the bankroll. All right. It's a good, uh, it's a good theory, Nick, no doubt about it. Uh, and uh, be ready to jump into that shop call uh, next week. Yeah. Where, uh, and, and, and look, we, we want to set guys up to, you know, we're not here to bang on the shop. I just want to set you up for success if you want to go the shop route as a young detailer. There's a really, really smart way to go down the shop road. And it just, it just warrants its own conversation. And so we're going to finish our financial talk with that. For guys that have been emailing me who want to get into a shop, we are going to talk about it next week. Uh, speaking of email, so where do people find you? Where do people reach out? Yeah, Nick at VegasRides.com. Uh, I, I want to say thanks. I had like a ton of guys reaching out during this financial discussions we've been having, asking great questions, especially about the hiring, uh, pay scale, that kind of thing. Guys, you should always feel free. I mean, we don't say this as lip service. People that have emailed me know. I know you guys are listening and watching. I email back really quickly. I mean this. We want to be a part of it. We want to be a part of the solution in the industry. I'm not just saying that stuff. There hasn't been a single email I've gotten that we haven't responded to. So please feel free to reach out. Yeah, love it. Uh, or Vegas. Yeah, Vegas.rides on all socials. Uh, DMs, we get a lot of those as well on Instagram. Uh, like I said, anything we can do to help, you just let us know. Yeah. Uh, don't send me an email. I'm horrible at checking email. Best way to reach me is direct via text 918-800-1188. Or, you know, find us on Instagram. I go on Instagram DMs. Or if you're a TikToker where Nick is, uh, Nick is starting to uh, kind of look at trying to get his dancing shoes on. Yeah. Are you going to do a lip sync? Is that what you're going to do for your first TikTok? I'm just waiting for, I'm just waiting for, for, uh, my newborn to get old enough and then I'll do some TikToks with her. How about that? Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, you can find us on TikTok at Detail Supply App. Uh, please interact with us there. Nick, yeah. thank you as always uh, for uh, for your time. And we can't wait to one day see uh, see that beautiful girl. So uh, yeah, thank I you so I much, appreciate man. it, Marty. Thank you so Thanks, much man. for all you're doing. And uh, have a great week, bro. You too. See you, man. Thank you so much for listening to that episode. And let me just ask a favor. If you got any value out of it, right? Maybe there was just one little nugget that was good for you on the inside. It was good for you on the outside. Hey, whichever way you tickle, right? Uh, any little bit of info that you got value out of, would you please go share that with the rest of the community? Go on to the community page on Facebook. Go on to any of the other Facebook groups and just say, hey, here's a great little nugget that I got from the Pints and Polishing podcast. 
I know the community would love to hear it. I know we would love to hear it. And I know there's a lot of other detailers that could also gain the information. So, hey, be active. Be a part of the community. Let others know what value you're getting out of the podcast. Hey, this is Marty, Total Eye Solutions. Make it a great day. Ooh.